Well, welcome. My name is Cheryl. I'm part of the Menlo Church staff, and I want to welcome you. If you're watching us online, thank you for being with us. And I need to welcome all of you. This is a, this is a special weekend for Menlo. This is the weekend that all of our campuses are together in person. And so I want to say, welcome home, Menlo Church. South City, San Mateo, Menlo Park, Mountain View, Saratoga, San Jose. We are glad to be together. And I just want to pause and kind of let us take it in. To be together in worship to see one another's faces. It's a good day. Let me pray and we'll dive into this message. Uh, Father, I do. I thank you. Thank you for how you have carried us through this season. Thank you that when we were scattered, you were with us. And when we're together, you are with us. And I pray that in these few moments, would we hear from you through your word, through your spirit? Would you make yourself known to us? And we pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Nobody believes that. We know the power of words. We know the pain that can be caused by words. There have been multiple studies done around this. One study was done by a neuroscientist and a communications specialist, and they put their findings into a book, and the title of the book says it all. The title of the book is Words Can Change the Brain. A single word can change the brain. What they found in their study was they found that positive words, positive words encourage cognitive brain function. Positive words strengthen our frontal lobe. We need this. I need this strengthened, right? But negative words, negative words activate that part of the brain that does fight or flight. Negative words actually slow cognitive function. The book says this, the book says, a single word has the power to influence the expression of genes that regulate physical and emotional stress. A single word. A single word can change our brain. Words have transforming powers. The Jewish theologian Abraham Heschel, he once said, words make worlds. We know the power of a single word. Ugly. Fat. Idiot. Unwelcomed. Rejected unqualified, mistake. Words make worlds. Words embed in our mind 
and they create an environment and they take on power for ill or for good. We're talking about life hacks. We're talking about the way that wisdom can be lived out in a world of foolishness. And we said this last week that wisdom isn't just knowing the right thing. Wisdom is doing the right thing. So here's a life hack. Here's our life hack for today. Change your words to change your world. Change your words to change your world. You want influence? Change the words you use. You want to have impact on your boss, on your coworkers, on a friend, on a spouse, on a child? Change the tone of your words. Change the rhythm of your words. Change what you say. And this is a life hack, not just from neuroscience and social sciences. This is a life hack straight from God's word. It's found in the book of Proverbs, which is where we're grounding this sermon series over the next few weeks. The book of Proverbs, one of its major themes is words, the wisdom of how we use our words. Proverbs chapter 17 says this, says, even a fool is thought wise if they keep silent. Even a fool is thought wise if they keep silent and discerning if they hold their tongue. Proverbs 21, 23 says, he who guards his mouth and his tongue keeps himself from calamity. Proverbs 10, 19, this is a good one. When words are many, sin is not absent, right? When words are many, sin is not absent. But he who holds his tongue is wise. Proverbs 12, 18, which is where I kind of want to ground our time today. Proverbs 12, 18 says this, the words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. The tongue of the wise brings healing. Change your words to change your world. Words make worlds. Our words can make a world of peace. In your home, words of kindness can create an environment of peace. Saying words like please and thank you. I remember when I was right out of college, uh, I moved to a big city and I uh, was working for a ministry that worked with high school students and I didn't know a lot of people and I hung out a lot with this older couple who also was working in the same ministry. We played a lot of golf, we had a lot of meals and one of the things I noticed about them was how kind they were to one another as a married couple. That shouldn't be shocking, but it kind of was. 
And I'm, I made mention of it to him. And she, the wife, shared this story. They had had some flooding in their house and they had a bunch of their high school students come over and kind of do the bucket brigade and get the water out of their uh, basement. And as they were doing so, she and her husband were interacting. And one of these high school kids said, you're so nice to each other. And she kind of was like, well, yeah, we're married and uh, we love each other, so we're nice to each other. And, and this kid said, but I mean, you guys say please and thank you. And you're kind. Our words can make a world of peace. Our, worlds, our words can make a world of possibility. Have you ever had somebody who saw something in you, spoke something into you, who said, you can do this, who said, you know what? It doesn't even matter if you fail. I want you to try this. That person in your life who said, I know there's more in you. One of my dearest friends, um, she, when she started her Uh, professional career, she was a secretary. Now, we don't even have secretaries. We don't use that word. That just kind of tells you how long ago this was. She was a secretary. And her boss, she was in the tech industry. He was a guy. And he saw something in her. And he said, I think you could do more. I think you could move up the ladder in this company. And sure enough, she did. And today, she's a vice president for a global international company, right? Because somebody spoke words of possibility into her life. Our words can make a world of peace, can make a world of possibility. They can make a world of encouragement. Do you need to be encouraged today? We all do, right? We all need to hear somebody say, attaboy. Way to go. Well done. I see you. It matters what you're doing. You're making a difference. And our words can make a world of healing. The tongue of the wise brings healing for the marginalized, for the neighbor from another culture who doesn't feel seen for the coworker who's feeling really, really discouraged, for the roommate who maybe is carrying a weight of shame. The power of the word that says nothing you can do, nothing you have done can change how I love you. The power of the word that says I forgive you and I will not bring this up again. That's forgiveness. Forgiveness doesn't hold it. It lets it go. The power of the word that says, I see you and I want to know you and I want to know more about you. The power of the word that says, I'm going to listen without judgment. I want to listen, not give advice. I just want to be with you. The power of the word that says, I choose you. I choose you. Language is an amazing thing, isn't it? Is it necessary? Of course, it feels so necessary. 
our God created language. He didn't have to do that, but he created language. He's a God who speaks. He's a God who listens. And one of the greatest privileges in our faith is the practice of prayer, right? It's communication. It's talking with God and hearing from God. Language is powerful. It's interesting that John, one of Jesus' followers, when he starts his gospel, the gospel of John, he starts with these words, hearkening back to the words of Genesis. But there's something really, really deep in this statement that's kind of hidden. He says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word was God. What does this mean? Well, the word that is used for word in this verse is the word logos. Now, it simply means word, but the Greek philosophers of that time, the Greek philosophers um, gave that word greater depth, greater meaning, and the readers of this verse would know this because the ancient Greek philosophers were bent on finding the truth. They wanted to know the ultimate reality. They wanted to understand why we exist and why it matters. And they gave the word logos to that. They used this term logos for their understanding of what gave life meaning, what gave life purpose, what was truth. But for the Greeks, they understood this to be a impersonal force, an out there kind of energy, right? So when John steps in and he chooses that same word, logos, that they understood as truth and reality, but impersonal, and John uses that same term for the person of Jesus. He did it on purpose, right? John, who steeped in the understanding of the Old Testament, in a God who is personal, a God who has a name, his name is Yahweh. John, who walked with Jesus, was one of his closest disciples. He is intentionally choosing this word, logos, when he says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And then later in that same chapter, he'll say in verse 14, the word, logos, this truth, this reality, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The logos isn't an impersonal force. The logos is a person and his name is Jesus. Jesus is this truth. Jesus is the foundation of our purpose and our meaning and our existence. Jesus taught and he spoke words. 
We read in this book, we read words of Jesus, teachings of Jesus, right? Over and over again, we see in the Bible Jesus encountering people and speaking a word to them that changed them forever. Jesus said to a guy named Zacchaeus, he was an outsider. He was on the fringe. He wasn't particularly liked. And Jesus said, Zacchaeus, he said his name. Nothing more powerful than somebody knowing your name. Jesus said, Zacchaeus, I want to have a meal with you. I want to come to your house. I want to spend time with you. And it changed him forever. Jesus said to Peter, one of his disciples, who was constantly using the wrong words, constantly putting his foot in his mouth. Jesus said to Peter, I see potential in you. I see possibility in you. I'm going to build my church upon you. And Peter lived into that possibility. Jesus said to a storm, to a storm, Jesus spoke to a storm and he said, peace, be still. And the storm stopped. Jesus said to a woman caught in adultery, burdened and overcome with shame, Jesus said to this woman, I do not condemn you. I do not condemn you. I don't find you useless. I see you. And maybe for you, maybe there's someone today who needs to hear the words of Jesus. And you need to hear Jesus say, I don't condemn you. The God of the universe does not condemn you. You need to hear Jesus say, I choose you. I choose you. I want you. I invite you into my family. Words make worlds. So what do we do with all of this? Well, I just want to give two kind of practical applications. The first is this. Let God's word, let God's word change your world. Scripture says this. The Bible says this. 1 Timothy chapter 3 says, All scripture is God-breathed. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. Let God's word Pick up this Bible and let it richly dwell within you. Let it saturate your mind because words change the brain. And how do you do that? Well, I would just say, let's start simple. 15 minutes a day. Pick up this book. 
maybe start in Ephesians. Don't start in Leviticus. Uh, Start in Ephesians. And just for 15 minutes a day, just start reading this word. Another practice that I've found helpful is to listen to the word. Uh, your Bible app on your phone, version app, you can download that. Uh, it will speak to you. So in the mornings when I'm getting ready, I, let, I just play my Bible and let it speak to me. Another thing that we've done here at Menlo is we've created an app for you to walk through for daily meditations, and that's what it's called, daily meditations. And we're going to give you five days of the Proverbs. You can find it at any place that you get your podcast. You can also find it if you go to your Menlo Church app, and it'll pop right up uh, when you go there. So let God's word change your world, change my world. Second thing, real quick, let your your words change another person's world. Let your words change another person's world. So we're going to do this. I was holding up my phone. Your phone is probably real close to you right now. You were maybe checking scores, but here's what I want to do. I want us to pause in this moment and send a text of encouragement to somebody. I'm going to do it right now. Popping up my text. Send a text to somebody who comes to mind and tell them what you appreciate about them. Tell them that you see them. I'm going to do it. You're going to do it right now. I'm doing it. Later today. Later today, if you're married, tell your spouse... Not just that you love them, but why you love them. If you have a child, no matter their age, they could be 80. I don't know if that's even possible. But if you have a child, (laughs) tell them that you're proud of them. If you have a friend, co-worker who just needs a word of encouragement, pick up the phone, make a call. Give them those words of encouragement. Because the words of the reckless pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Father, we pray that our words would change the worlds of others around us, that our words would be words of peace and kindness and possibility and encouragement, that our words would be words of healing. And we ask that your word would truly dwell within us, that your word would change our brain would change our heart, would change our mind, that what comes out of us in our words would reflect your goodness, your character, your patience, your kindness, your goodness. 
And we pray this in the powerful name of our personal God, who is the Logos, who is the truth, who is the meaning of our existence. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.